game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. Are you ready for the brand new thing? Let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vazay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boys, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit Tankless Made Simple. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, David Vesey. The Dodgers' magic number to reclaim the NL West is now at 25. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vasey live at Dodger Stadium after the Dodgers defeat the Marlins by a final score of 2-1, to one, coupled with Josh Hader imploding in the ninth inning in San Diego. The Padres take the loss to the Washington Nationals. So with the Padres' loss and the Dodgers' win, their magic number is at 25, and it's not too early to start talking about that considering the large lead the Dodgers do have in the NL West. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Look, there's a reason why the Marlins are 52-67. and 67. Uh, Their pitching is really good. Their starting pitching is really good. The Dodgers got a taste of that tonight. Jesus Lazardo, a really good left-hander, stifled this Dodger offense for six and a third innings when he only gave up one earned run. And you can argue that the Marlins' poor defense behind him allowed that one earned run to score. Same thing with Dylan Floro in the bottom of the eighth inning. Jacob Stallings, for whatever reason, leaving home plate when there's a contact play on with Mookie Betts at third base. The third baseman, Berti, was coming home, but Stallings, for whatever reason, was going up the first base line to back up first base. When Berti was not throwing to first base, he was trying to cut down the go-ahead run. So uh, that's the reason why the Marlins are 52-67. and 67. Teams like that find ways to lose games like this. And the Dodgers, with baseball's best record at 82-36, and 36, they find ways to win games like this. And the Dodgers should handle business, at the very least, win two out of three because on Sunday they'll have to face the best pitcher in baseball in Sandy Alcantara uh, for the Marlins. Uh, so uh, if the Dodgers can win, these, uh, win tomorrow, they're in good shape winning the series. 866-987-2570. How about Trace Thompson? Trace Thompson, the combination of Trace Thompson and Jake Lamb was phenomenal for the Dodgers. Unfortunately, the Dodgers didn't feel like Jake Lamb fit the puzzle, and that's why they traded him to Seattle at the deadline and added Joey Gallo because, let's face it, the Dodgers did not play Lamb too often in the infield. They played him once in the outfield, but the majority of his time was at DH, but Trace Thompson hitting right-handers now and now all of a sudden making the adjustments to hit left-handers after starting the season as a reverse split sky where he was hitting under 200 against lefties. He was in there against Lozardo. He and the rest of the Dodgers had a tough time against a really good lefty. Dave Roberts stuck with him when uh, he was uh, when Lozardo was taken out of that game in the seventh inning, and Trace rewarded him with a big go-ahead uh, tie with a good with a go-ahead uh, triple in the seventh inning to score 
Wheels Turner, Justin Turner scoring all the way from first base. 866-987-2570. Jose Moto will join us at 11.50. You'll hear from Dustin May, who is going to return to Dodger Stadium for the first time since undergoing Tommy John surgery tomorrow night here. So uh, we'll hear from Dustin in just a moment, but let's go out to the phones. 866-987-2570. Let's start out in Sherman Oaks. David, you're on Dodger Talk. Hi, David. Hey, David. It's nice to hear you back on the radio, dude. I really hope you're recovering really well. Um, I was Thank at the game you. today, and I love uh, seeing Trace Thompson with that uh, that ninth inning that ninth inning catch. Um, all I really have to say is I hope Cody Bellinger's hard reset lasts for a while because I really love seeing Trace in that center field spot, and I feel like maybe Clay Thompson's championship aurora kind of rubbed off on his brother so i really i really really hope to see him like further into the playoffs all right david thank you for the phone call one thing that we're starting to see as far as a trend uh cody bellinger might become a platoon player Uh, he has not done well against lefties all season long he has not performed well against left-handed relievers even more and it's middle of august we're getting into september so if the Dodgers are planning to start a platoon, you can't just start that in October. you got to start it at least in September at the very latest. So with the defense of Trace Thompson, obviously maybe a, a hair below Cody Bellinger, considering Cody's a gold glover, you can't take that away from him. But Trace Thompson gets good reads on fly balls out there, whether it's center field or left field, and tonight made the game-saving catch because – that ball off the bat of Fortes looked like it was going over the wall, and instead it was just the second out of the inning. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Larry, who is at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Larry. You're on Dodger Talk. Hey, Dave. How you doing? How you feeling? It's great to hear you back on the radio. Thank you, Larry. I appreciate it. I'm uh, a little sore as far as the ribs go, but uh, the wrist is uh, hanging in there. Wonderful. Well, it's great to hear your voice. Dave, I have two questions. First question I have, you know, with Mookie taking the day off, he looks great at the plate today, hit the ball hard a couple times. Um, At what point do you think they might um, give a rest to Freeman or Trey? And then my second question is, I don't want to read too much into it, but with Phillips coming on the mound in the ninth inning, was that a little bit of a preview? Because you've been sharing with us the last couple weeks um, that Kimbrel won't be saving games in the playoffs. So did we see something that you kind of teased us on a couple weeks ago? Well, this was a good opportunity to get Phillips in there, Larry. You heard what Dave Roberts said. Uh, it wasn't because he chose Phillips over Kimbrel tonight. It was because Kimbrel has thrown a lot of pitches, and he's thrown a lot of days in the last five or six days. So it was a good opportunity to let Evan Phillips get a taste of the ninth inning in a one-run game. I don't care if it's the Marlins or not. He's uh, not closed too many games, so it was a good taste for him to get into the ninth inning with this type of opportunity. And if the Dodgers are considering Phillips over Trinan or a combination of both to close games in October, it's good to get his feet wet in the regular season. That's, that's That sounds right. Um, and then how about um, sitting down... Trey or Freeman, is that going to happen, or do you think they need it? They don't want to sit down. I mean, there's been days, especially with Trey Turner, where you feel maybe the body is a little run down. 
Um, but him and Freddie Freeman take a lot of pride in starting every single game. And when Dave Roberts has had the opportunity in blowout games to pull them out early, he's done it. But uh, Dave said that uh, Freddie Freeman told him, don't give him a day off until they clinch the division. So that's the plan. Thanks, Dave. Hope you continue to heal well and um, go Dodgers. All right, Larry, thank you for the phone call. And, yes, for all of you wondering, I'm doing well. Um, Obviously, uh, the stunts uh, may be put on hold for a while. Hopefully, Mickey Hatcher and Rick Dempsey can uh, make me an honorary stuntman from the 88 Dodgers for my slide in Milwaukee. But uh, Monday afternoon, I am going to have to have right wrist surgery and put a plate in there. And it's going to be done by the best, Dr. Shin of the Curlin Job Center, Went to see him today. He's a great guy with a great voice. He's the best at it, and he's going to do uh, the perform the surgery on Monday afternoon. And I just want to give a shout out to Dr. Shin, Dr. Elatrosh, Joanna, and uh, Andy here at the Dodgers for setting up that appointment. And everybody has been so supportive in the dugout, in the clubhouse, in the front office, and uh, all of my compatriots here in the press box. So. Can't say enough for all the love and support that I've gotten. 866-987-2570 and, of course, from you. So I appreciate it. Let's go out to Johnny, who also was at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Johnny. You're on Dodger Talk. Hello. Hello, Johnny. David? Joni. Hello, Joni. Joni. Hi. Is this Hi. David? It is. Hi, how are you? Yes, I, I just wanted to see uh, how you were doing, how your wrist was doing. I just heard on the radio you're going to have to have surgery on Monday. Make sure yeah. that you get a Dodger Blue cast put on it. Okay, thank you, Joni. I appreciate it. Uh, Joanna at Dr. Shin's office is a big Dodger fan, so that might happen. Uh, I'm going to miss the next road trip to New York and Miami, um, but uh, we'll see whether or not I miss the entire uh series against the Brewers probably likely and I'll be back ready to go for the next homestand after surgery on Monday 866-987-2570 speaking of surgery speaking of Dr. Elatrosh speaking of the Curlin Job Center Dr. Elatrosh who performs uh, surgeries and I would consider them miracles on some of these athletes uh, considering how badly injured they have been and how they've come back and had great rest of their careers The best example is Tom Brady. He could thank Dr. Elatrosh for extending his career into his 40s. But a lot of pitchers, in fact, the majority of them that have had Tommy John surgery, can thank Dr. Elatrosh as well, including Dustin May. And I thought it was uh, full circle for Dustin to rejoin the Dodgers in Milwaukee because that's where he tore his elbow and was forced to walk off the mound and forced to have Tommy John surgery performed by Dr. Neil Elitrosh. Dr. Elitrosh will be in attendance tomorrow night when Dustin May makes the return to the mound in a major league game after six minor league rehab starts. And Dustin uh, was in Milwaukee and we caught up with him and he was a, you know, I don't want to use the word unusual, but it is abnormal for a pitcher not to have a setback in his Tommy John recovery. At some point, there's some sort of speed bump. And for the most part, Dustin May never had that. And I asked him about it. I I wasn't really worried about setbacks or anything like that. Uh, It was a very smooth recovery process and everything. So just getting back into games and getting back in the swing of things, there wasn't any any holdbacks. I was was like, if I 
if I'm going to get hurt, it's going to happen. There's nothing I can do about it. So I'm going to prepare myself the best way I can and go out in there and compete. All the numbers and everything are normal. I feel normal. So it's just I'm as I'm at a good spot right now. So that's all I could ask for. All right, there's Dustin May, very confident young man. And if you had a chance to see some of the video of the way he was pitching at Oklahoma City, 99, 100 miles an hour with the same nasty movement that he had before he got injured last year. So it's going to be a big night here at Dodger Stadium for the return of Dustin May. A big boost to this rotation, especially with Walker Bueller now confirmed out for the rest of the year. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Paramount. Christian, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. Hi, Christian. Hey, David. How's it going? It's going well. Glad to be back home. Hey, that's what I wanted to touch up on really quickly. I just wanted to say you're a champion for getting back in the game so quickly. I've seen that video of you going on the slide, and it was pretty harsh. Yeah, was, you know, that was the second time I went down. The first time was fine, and then we wanted to get – uh, the the view of me coming down, so I went a second time, and for whatever reason, I was going a lot faster than I was the first time. And look, I was trying to showboat, trying to give you a Hulk Hogan stuntman type of uh, finish there. It just went to the extreme. That, that's what happens when you're uh, part of the Dodgers organization, right? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know about that. Yeah, strive for the be- well. You got to strive for the best when you're with us. That's right, Christian. Thank you for the phone call and the concern. Appreciate it. 866-987-2570. Can't say enough about uh, that day. Uh, man, Juan Dorado, the Dodgers PR uh, manager, uh, called the trainers right away. The training staff took care of me. Uh, the players uh, took me into their clubhouse as I was sitting in a chair outside of their clubhouse, and they were awesome. David Price, Justin Turner, uh, even Austin Barnes had some concern. Let's go out to El Paso, Texas. Robbie, you're on Dodger Talk. How you doing, Robbie? I'm doing great, David. Huge win tonight. I just want to say I huge love the, the show. Marines. I'm a huge fan. And um, I'm hoping for a quick recovery for you. Thank Secondly, you, Robbie. David, you're welcome. Um, you know, I want to just make a comment about this Dodgers organization. I think it is a learning organization. This team, the management of the team from top to bottom has gotten better from year to year. We are geared for October. And I think a lot of fans need to understand that, that the decisions that are made day to day between Andrew and Dave and everyone else is really geared to October. We're committed to excellence like no other organization and that's a real testament to the fan base and i'm excited about dustin may coming back tomorrow he's electric and i think we're going to go to the world series all right robbie thank you for the phone call appreciate it uh the world series definitely is in the dodgers reach i would say the two biggest challenges to the dodgers getting to the world series again are the new york mets and the Atlanta Braves, who are fighting it out in the NL East. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. By the way, with Tyler Anderson going seven innings tonight and the Dodgers winning the game, the Dodgers' record in 21 starts for Tyler Anderson this season are, is 17-4. and four. Even though Anderson did not get the win, 
the Dodgers got the win, and they are 17-4, and and Tyler Anderson starts this year. So he certainly has been a revelation. And by the way, in case you missed it uh, on the pregame show, I let you know that Tyler Anderson is the only Dodger pitcher that does not use the pitchcom device. That's right. He prefers to go with the fingers. And I asked him in Milwaukee, before I broke my wrist, I asked him why he chooses not to use the pitchcom device even when there's a runner at second base and he just feels more comfortable having the catcher put the signs down with the fingers. He feels like he's in a better rhythm. And also, he told me, technology can fail, which is true. I mean, how many times have we seen issues with the pitchcom device? It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And also, he said, in October, when it gets really loud here at Dodger Stadium, will pitchers be able to hear the speaker in their hat with the pitchcom device? We already saw that issue in a game, in a regular season game, between the Dodgers and Phillies. One of the Phillies relievers had a hard time over listening to the pitchcom speaker in his hat because of how loud it was at Dodger Stadium. He actually had to cup his glove by his ear to try to hear it. And then uh, we saw uh, the speaker break on another pitcher. I forgot which team it was, but uh, Tyler Anderson has his reasons, and they're practical. So uh, I don't blame him for not choosing to use the pitchcom device, but everybody seems to be in agreement that the pitchcom device is going to speed up the game because it's very easy to uh, relay the signs to the pitcher without having to go through them multiple times and having a catcher-pitcher visit on the mound. But I understand where Anderson is coming, especially when you're pitching here at Dodger Stadium. We're going to take a time out here on Dodger Talk. When we come back, we'll check in with Jose Moda after the Dodgers defeat the Marlins 2-1 to on AM 570 LA Sports. AM 570. Dodger Talk is available on am570lasports.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Back to more Dodger Talk with Dodger insider David Basse. One and two. Five ball center field. Back goes Trace Thompson at the wall. He leaps and makes the catch. A spectacular catch by Trace Thompson. Up against the wall. Leaping and making the catch. Oh, what a play. First out of the ninth inning. Trace Thompson. Give it up to Trace Thompson. He's showing Clay's not the only one with hops in the family. He used all the hops and reach he could have in that uh, ninth inning to save Evan Phillips and the Dodgers from possibly having to go extra innings as the Dodgers beat the Marlins 2-1. to one. Daniel Struler's home run forecast congratulates David Barber of San Diego. David receives a $50 Daniel Struler's gift card. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com slash home run. I want to give you a quick update on Clayton Kershaw. Uh, he returned to Dodger Stadium today and threw off the bullpen mound and looked really good. There was a monitor in the dugout. You could see him. He was pitching fine and Talked to him after, felt fine, and look, uh, for those of you that are concerned about his back, his back is going to flare up. Um, that's just part of a Kershaw regular season, but he's going to manage it. I'm sure he's going to make adjustments uh, in between starts to be able to keep his back healthy because 
All we've heard and all he has focused on is October. And that's what the Dodgers and Kershaw are focused on. He's not going to compromise that. I have no doubt in my mind he's going to make the necessary adjustments to be able to stay healthy and keep that back under control as we get closer to October. And I would, you know, quite honestly, the Dodger rotation is pretty full right now. So the Dodgers not only have a full rotation, they also have a huge lead in the NL West. There's no need to try to force Kershaw into the rotation, but if they needed to, I have no doubts Kershaw could pitch in five days uh, if they needed him to. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers beat the Marlins in game one of this three-game series. And let's check in with Jose Moda, who had the same view as we all did up here in the press box of Trace Thompson's great catch in the ninth inning. Jose, how did Trace make that catch? Pretty much uh, anticipation and, uh, you know, being a great athlete is not a bad thing. Uh, having the, uh, the family genes also is not a bad thing either. But um, I always say that I watch guys a lot, you know, in batting practice, taking their jumps, getting their pre, you know, pregame work in, their extra work in too. And he's out there consistently knowing that, um, you know, the better he plays, the easier he's going to make Dave, Dave Roberts' job. And, and, and Dave Roberts is not afraid to tell you. These bench players, let's call them backup players, sometimes just make their job easier to play in because they play well. And that's bottom line. I mean, uh, we know that, you know, Trace has not played with the consistency that he was playing three or four weeks ago. But, man, it seems like he has not skipped a beat because he's always prepared, always ready. And he's one of those guys, too, though, when he returned to the organization, you know, talking to Justin Turner, like everybody wanted him to do well the second time around. And everybody's so happy for him. He continues to get better. And in these other organizations, and even at the start with his return to the Dodgers, he was a reverse splits hitter, uh, unorthodox for a right-handed hitter to hit right-handers as well as he is, and not as much against lefties. But it seems like he's made an adjustment. I've been told by a few of his teammates that he's made the adjustments to be able to hit lefties now. Have you seen that? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, and I, I'm also glad that he continued to get the opportunity because, you know, very well, I mean, we all saw it. He did not get up to a good start against lefties. But for him to be a true asset, which he is, an even greater asset, you know, in the postseason, it's about handling lefties, obviously, especially now that, you know, you get in kind of a view, as you mentioned, that um, this could turn into a platoon situation. The better he does against lefties, and, you know, we're not talking about the, just the slugging. We're talking about just having good at-bats, having productive at-bats, and putting the ball in play, mm-hmm. which he has shown that with a shorter swing he can do. But um, it really comes down to confidence, being given confidence by your manager and the staff, keeping your head up and knowing that the opportunities will come. Don't put your head down after too tough at-bats. You don't have to think about, you know, if I don't do well today, I'm not going to play tomorrow or I'm not play for three or four days. And he knows what the system is. You know, he's going to get opportunities out there because uh, he's earned them. Jose Moda is joining us after the Dodgers defeat the Marlins tonight 2-1 to one in game one of this three-game series. Can't talk to you without talking about Tyler Anderson tonight, Jose. He continues to be a revelation for the Dodgers, and it seems like he adjusts to the opponents. We had seen in his last few starts using more of the fastball than the changeup. Tonight, he went changeup, fastball, 50-50 split, basically. I loved it because he knows he's facing a team with a lot of young players. Um, they were not as aggressive as we saw the Kansas City Royals be on, on early encounters and early pitches. But Tyler had a plan. That plan was, as it was against the Royals, go out there and make your best pitch 
the first pitch. And if, if the at-bat expands, you know, that these anxious young hitters, eager young hitters, are going most likely to expand or start guessing. And you saw a few guys guessing today. And one thing that I noticed, too, was his changeup has some carry. And that means that his changeup was not necessarily diving out of the zone early. It stayed up in the zone and picked up a little giddy-up and stayed on that plane longer. That's why we saw a lot of guys looking back at the umpire saying, how could that be strike through on a changeup to start up my knees? And I said up my knees, but you can see the replays. And he pretty much knows how to manipulate a baseball. I jotted down here, pitch number 98 was at 93 miles an hour. Mm. His cutter was efficiently in and out of the zone, which he knows how to do very well. But, boy, he fills the zone well. He knows when to amp it up a little bit more, how to read swings. And, again, uh, Will Smith did a very nice job with the pace on the mound with him, too. Jose, can I ask you about a play tonight? And maybe you can shed some light on it, the way the Dodgers scored their go-ahead run in the eighth inning with Mookie Betts at third base, Freddie Freeman at first base after being intentionally walked, a ground ball by Will Smith to Berti on the contact play. What was the Marlins catcher, Jacob Stallings, thinking, leaving home plate? He left way too early. This guy's a gold glover, by the way. He's got a really? gold glove for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes, oh for the Pirates gosh. last year. Um, But here's the thing, though. Gold glover or not, you cannot leave home plate vacant, especially – Again, with inexperience on play, he is anticipating his third baseman to go to second base. That's what he's anticipating. But that is actually a play that you have to allow it to develop because you also told as a runner third base in that situation, you break up the double play by drawing attention and going out quickly and going on contact. So Stallings made a mental mistake by just leaving too early because obviously he wants and knows the ball was hit hard enough for the third baseman, you know, Bernie to go to second. And in that case, he just uh, made a mistake that was costing uh, for the Dodgers. And you, you talked about this earlier. They'll find a way to exploit these holes with teams like this. And, and the thing that, you know, with the Marlins defensively, and this happens also with the Giants, is not so much the error. They only have one more error than the Dodgers do. It's just the misplays and, you know, just – Balls that should be outs and, and outs that should be outs, they're turning into just opportunities for the opponent. And we know the Dodgers get into these streaks where you give them one little window like this and they're going to go out there and explode and, and win ball games for you. All right, Jose Mota, one final thing for you. Tomorrow night, much-anticipated return of Dustin May. What are you looking forward to and what are you going to be looking for tomorrow night? The best thing I'm going to be looking for is not necessarily velocity because he's going to have it naturally. I'm going to look at movements and I'm going to look at mechanics. And hopefully, because now he's had so much experience as a big leaguer, you know, so much, I said, for a young player, he's not going to be, you know, amped up enough to go out there and just try to blow fastballs by people. He's going to go out there and pitch. And that's what I want to see tomorrow. Somebody that's pretty much in c- composed, see the glove, play catch, and stay within your mechanics. It's still a process that he's going to go through. And hopefully uh, he'll feed off this crowd because everybody's looking forward to this one tomorrow. All right, Jose, can't wait to talk to you about it after the game tomorrow night. Dustin May making his return to a major league mound. Thanks, Jose. Appreciate it. Be be well. You're the trooper, man. We all tip our hat to you, my friend. Trust me, we do. Oh, thank you, Jose. Appreciate it. There he goes, Jose Mota, Dodger broadcaster on the Spanish side tonight, and uh, Mr. Versatile, Jose Mota. Um, the Dodgers beat the Marlins tonight 2-1. to one. I want to remind you that uh, – in 2012, that's when the Dodgers kind of changed the culture here. 
and we maybe take for granted and are a little spoiled about the success, the sustained success the Dodgers have had since the Guggenheim ownership group has taken over, led by Mark Walter and Todd Bowley. Next Thursday will be the anniversary of Adrian Gonzalez's first game as a Dodger. And the reason why I bring that up, the trade the Dodgers made in August after the non-waiver trade deadline with the Red Sox to absorb contracts of Josh Beckett and Carl Crawford just to be able to acquire Adrian Gonzalez and Nick Punto um, was a sign that things had changed from the previous regime. And Adrian Gonzalez, in his first game as a Dodger against the Marlins on August 25th here at Dodger Stadium, also signaled the change of culture. Adrian is wearing the old number he wore in San Diego. He drives one into deep right field, right down the line in the corner, three-run home run. Welcome to the Dodgers. And it's four for one Dodgers. Since next Thursday is a travel day for the Dodgers, we wouldn't be on the air. I thought it'd be fitting to share that with you tonight since Adrian's first game as a Dodger and first home run in his very first at-bat was against the Marlins. And uh, certainly from that point on, the Dodgers have not looked back. 2012, the Dodgers came up short. They made the late trades with Hanley and Adrian Gonzalez. Then in 2013, go to the NLCS against the Cardinals and start a string of eight consecutive division championships. One more phone call before we say goodnight. Allie, since you were at Dodgers Stadium tonight, you walk it off. Hi, David. How are you doing? I'm doing well. What do you got for us tonight, Allie? Hey, so, um, I don't know if it's just me, but every time we play and we're, you know, scoreless in the first five or six innings, it always seems to me that every time we go through the lineup a couple times, they figure out the starting pitcher and they get booted out every time. And when the, the um, what are they called, the ones that come, relievers, when the relievers come in, we just kick their butt. It happens every single time. And then we get the momentum going. The crowd gets going, even when they have away games. It's the yeah, same thing. Yeah, that's the formula. When you go up against good pitchers like Corbin Burns and Jesus Lazardo, those types, you want to get their pitch count up. And even though you don't score runs, if you can get them out of the game at some point before the seventh inning, you're doing a good job to get to the opposing team's bullpen. Thanks for the phone call, Allie. That'll do it for us on Dodger Talk tonight. Tomorrow, the much-anticipated return of Dustin May. He'll be on the mound for the Dodgers tomorrow night against left-hander Braxton Garrett. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at 6 o'clock with first pitch at 7.10. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald out here at Dodger Stadium. And thanks to you for listening. If you missed the show, you can find it on the iHeartRadio app. Once again, the final score tonight, the Dodgers defeat the Marlins. Have a great night. See ya.